following is an encore episode of the Biz Tools Podcast. Any email addresses, web URLs, or other time-specific information may no longer apply. Please visit davidaspect.com for more information. Thanks for listening. This is David Specht, president of Biz. In each episode of the Biz Tools podcast, we ask you to rate us on iTunes. Now we've made it easier than ever. Just enter biztoolspodcast.com slash iTunes in your web browser, and it will take you to our page on iTunes. There, you can rate us. For Stitcher radio users, go to biztoolspodcast.com slash Stitcher to rate us there. Thank you for listening, and now, on to this week's episode. Biz Tools Podcast, Episode 18. Welcome to the Biz Tools Podcast, practical advice for today's busy business leader. And now, your hosts, David Speck and Jerry Frentress. Welcome to the Biz Tools Podcast. I'm Jerry Frentress. And I'm David Speck. And we are your hosts for this episode of the Biz Tools Podcast. And I can't resist. How do you spell biz? B I Z. David, what topic are we covering today? Well, this is a topic that's near and dear to your heart, and, and it's something I've heard you teach on a lot of times, especially in big group settings, and that is being able to tell your story. Everyone in business has a story to tell, and they've got to be able to convey that story in a succinct manner that just about anybody could understand, because if somebody wants to do business with you, they've got to understand what you do and what your purpose is. Otherwise, they're just kind of, you know, flying flying blind. Started years ago when I first uh, thought I was going to go into business for myself. And a good friend of mine said, well, Jerry, what are you going to do? <laughs> I said, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a consultant. I'm going to help people. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And then she said, uh, well, okay, you got a minute. You got 60 seconds. Tell me what you're going to do. And I started talking again. I began sweating. And the beads of perspiration <laughs> developed on my upper lip right here, I know. And, 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 and then she said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now you got 30 seconds. <laughs> oh, Lord. What are you going to do? I knew right then I needed to figure out what I was going to do and be able to tell the story to somebody else because my potential customers were going to say the same thing. Okay, what are you going to do for us? What do you do? And it's an amazing thing that I discovered that I didn't know how to articulate it until mm -hmm. I sat down and planned, prepared, and even practiced. I have to practice it over and over and over again, telling the story about what win-win is all about. What do we do? What do I do in the win-win uh, company? And I discovered that uh, most everybody else can't do it either or either, whichever it is. They, they can't tell a really good story about what it is they're going to do, and they can't tell it in, in a succinct fashion and very briefly. They don't want this long story. Right. And, and usually it's in a social-type setting. The Chamber of Commerce uh, is doing something, and you're meeting people, shaking their hands. And virtually every time, and if you have name tag on, it's, mm -hmm. oh, Jerry Fentress, how are you? I'm Ralph, I'm David, whomever. And the next thing always comes up because you're looking for – a ground, some grounds of communication of, uh, between the two people, they say, what do you do? What do you do? And then what do you say? And you have about maybe, maybe 60 seconds at most to, to spit it out there. And most people will say, oh, I'm a salesman for XYZ. And that's it. That's it. That's all you get. 
And I'm saying, what do you sell? Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, I'm a, uh, and they can't, they can't get to it any better than I did when my, my friend pinned me to the wall and said, you got 30 seconds, tell me the story. And the thing is, it's, it's a great opportunity at that moment because you've Absolutely. got undivided attention for a Absolutely. very short time. Absolutely. Um, I've heard the term elevator pitch. Yep. Same thing. Uh, I guess the idea is you're on the 10th floor and you're going to get on the elevator and there's a couple of people there. Door closes. And what do you do? Mm-hmm. Most people envision yourself in, a, in an elevator. They're looking down at the floor or they're looking up at the little counter going bing, bing, bing as you descend. Mm-hmm. And what would happen if they said, hi, my name is Jerry. Who are you? And what do you do? What do I do? And what do I say? And it's particularly hard for small business owners because they usually wear a lot of hats. And so when you say, what do you do? And then, you, and then they, their mind just, just goes into a panic. Well, I do this. I put out the fires. I pay the bills. I take this. You know, I, I do customer service, but I also am in production. And, and, right. you, and, and, you, and your mind just starts going and, and there's no form or function and to what you're and thinking. And it's a wonderful opportunity. Mm-hmm. I don't know if in the last podcast or the one before you talked about the story about the hardware store salesman sells uh, drill bits. Right. He, and what, do you, what are you wanting? What do you want, sir? He wants a hole. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want the bit, but he wants a hole. And so he, he, he can say succinctly, I want a hole that's two inches in diameter or whatever it is going to be. Right. And, and, and it's different. Think about the, the, what you just conveyed about, well, I sell this or I sell that. How much more interesting is it when somebody says, hey, what do you do? And the guy says, I sell holes. Oh, yeah. What do you and mean you sell holes? That's exactly right. You want the other person to go, and what, what was that? How do you do that? <laughs> I, I learned I wanted to say, I help you grow your business. Mm-hmm. And they, every business person is going to react, yeah, right? Okay, How? Well, I have five radio stations or six radio stations right. behind me that I apply the, all the strength that they have, and we send out messages about you to the right people, the people you call customer. And, and, and you can see just for, by me uh, coming on right then that it would be good if I sat down and uh, thought it out and thought what I want to say, like a, a line in a play. And I want to say it with passion. I want to say it, say it with believability. I want them to look at me and say, okay, how do you do that? Or tell me more as we step off the elevator. Mm-hmm. Can I have your business card? It's a wonderful opportunity to prospect and share what you do with somebody else. One of the buzzwords for the last 20 years has been networking. And I'm yes. doing the air quotes. There are lots and lots of opportunities for people to network and get to know each other. But if you don't have this story ready, and you're not naturally outgoing, it makes it difficult. You kind of become a wallflower at these events, and then you quit going altogether. But if you have your story ready, and like you said, I love the name tag thing because that just takes a lot of the pressure off. They shake your hand. They look at your name tag. They see you're coming. Oh, oh, win-win or spec newspapers. What, what is that? What do you do? It opens the door. And then if you've practiced, if you've prepared and, and, and you've got your spiel, if you will, ready to go, you, ch- you kind of go through it. And then it just opens the door to further conversation. And you can do it over and over and over again all at one event and make so many more connections where if you weren't prepared, you might just sit in the corner and just watch everybody else do that. Absolutely. Uh, As you know, 
And now the listeners of this podcast are going to know that I also believe that we're all in sales. We're all selling all the time. And the number one product that we're selling is us. And so I put, I'm the product. And so I take the product out into the marketplace and I walk through the room. I, I call this winning the room, figuring out how I can work through a room of people and get them to know me and what I do, even if they're not interested. You know what? You know, you don't know what, what's right. what might happen. They may not be the prospect, but they may know somebody that can be the prospect. Yes. You never know where it's going to go. go. Uh, the possibilities are endless if you learn how to win the room and how to sell your product and tell the story about your product. Uh, it, it is amazing to me in some seminars I've done with the Chambers of Commerce, mm-hmm. uh, I've said, okay, for very first thing, thanks, applaud, big applaud, please, thank you very much. And then, th- then I say to them, everybody take out your business card, turn to the person to the right and then to the left and tell them what you do and share your business card. And it's sheer uh, panic. It is a big um, mess up. Uh, they all love it, think it's fun, but can't do it. They don't know what to say. Because I'll then go back and say, okay, what does the person to the right of you or to the left of you do? Mm-hmm. I mean, really, what do they do? Oh, they're a salesperson for XYZ. Well, what is What is XYZ? What, what is what, X, right? What do they do? How do they help me? What, why, why do I care? Exactly. And that's what, if you're in business, that's what you want. You want somebody to hear your story about what you're doing and want them to say, tell me more. Right. Share your business card with me. Can you come by and tell me all about that, please? Whatever uh, it might lead to uh, future business when they know. But you've got to practice it. You've got to record it. Uh, audio, uh, gizmo, whatever you want to use. Uh, uh, you your cell phone. It. Right. Uh, and just set it down and say, okay, hey, how are you? My name is Jerry, and this is what I do. And what do you do? And maybe put yourself in that situation that I was in where I was sweating and uh, going, oh, my gosh, I don't know how to describe what it is I'm going to do. Well, if you can't do it, they can't do it. Right. So get a life. I want to grow my business. I want to get more customers for me. And I don't care what you're doing and um, how you're doing it. You got to be able to express it, tell it, share it with the person across the table from you or the person you're shaking hands with uh, or eating a uh, hot wing someplace. And they say, what do you do? Uh, Everybody's going to do that. They want to know who you are and what do you do? Now, there should probably be some caveats, right? You know, when, when you're preparing this, how, what are some of the do's and don'ts? I mean, what don't you definitely want to do in your in your your commercial? I don't want to use uh, uh, words that I'm that talk about that are in my industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me how you describe that. Oh, oh yes, uh, yes, fun, yes, fun yes. Words. I'm the Gizmo writer. I, I'm yeah, the. We have a website. We build websites uh, and we make URLs and and we oh, use uh, HTML5 you, and blah 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 that's blah all blah. Stuff blah. That you use on me. You and Sean fire those things at me all all the time. And I'm going, what? What is that? And when I'm meeting somebody, I'm not going to say what. What is that? I'm just going to say I don't have any idea what this guy's talking about. And so I'll move on to somebody else. The question is, what is a URL? What does it do? What will it? Better yet. What will it do for me? That's Show the me the value. That's the key. Show me the value. So many times I'm, I, I, think, I think to myself, I'm pointing my finger at you, and I'm, this is what I do for you. Mm-hmm. I work for people just like you. I help businesses just like, what, by the way, what business are you in? 
and I get them to say, well, I build homes. Excellent. I help people who build homes, tear down homes, whatever it might be, mm -hmm. and help them grow their business. I feel like grow their business will elicit how. Somebody's going to say, how do you do that? Right. And we're off and running. Because many times, and, and I, I, I'm sure you've seen this, especially in the sales, marketing, advertising, when when someone says, what do you do, and, and you work in that those industries, you, you say, you know, well, I sell advertising. Well, to the, to the person hearing that, that says you're taking my money. Right. You know, when you say, I help businesses grow, then all of a sudden it kind of puts you in a little bit of another different pocket. It puts you somewhere where you're more consulting sounding, uh, professional sounding. You know, you know, a lawyer, for instance, would be like, I protect businesses from frivolous lawsuits. Or I, you know, or insurance companies say, I come in when disaster happens, or I help, you know, help people recover from disasters. It, it kind of changes the, the conversation when you put it into their wheelhouse, when you, when you're saying, Hey, um, you know, Hey, like in my case, um, people ask us about biz all the time. Well, what is biz? And then I, I say, well, it's a, it's a platform by which we help educate people on business, help them do what they do better. And, 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 you know, that kind of gets the conversation go, well, I thought it was a magazine. Well, yeah, it is a magazine. Spelled B-I-Z. Yeah. And, and, but then you start explaining what's in the magazine. So, you know, cause people will judge a book by its cover. They'll, they'll see a, a, a logo or something and they'll say, oh, win-win. That, that means uh, you put deals together, right? And you're like, well, no, not exactly. I help, I help businesses grow. And, and by you winning, I get to win. And it's, you know, I, that that's kind of what I used to talk about when I was in, in advertising sales. I said I'm I, I am a proponent of the the only healthy codependent relationship on the planet. I said when your business grows, you'll spend more advertising dollars with me if my advertising helped you grow and and we become codependent on one another. And that got a lot of people's attention. You know, hey, you know, I sell codependency, and and but it always gets back to putting it into the the person you're talking to's. Um, vernacular, their their the their experiences and and what's important to them. You know, you could always say, "Oh yeah, I sell great and wonderful advertisements, and they're they're amazing, and and we do great work, and 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 we have color that pops, and it's it doesn't say anything to me other than you think what you do is really great, awesome, but you haven't told me what you do for me." And, and I think that's the biggest caveat because some of us have gift for gab, some of us are really comfortable in our own skin. And we're just waiting for the opportunity to tell people about how great we are. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm that way. I don't, I'm not going to lie. You know, if somebody says, oh, David, that was awesome. You did a great job. But yeah, I know. It went great, man. We really worked hard. And put it in. It's just like a sales call. You've got to tell the person you're talking to why, what's in it for them. And engage them and find out what their needs are. And, you know, it's, it's a... It's a, it's really a mission. It, you know, you, you say plan, prepare and practice. That's what you do when you get ready to go off on a mission. You, you, you know, the generals get together, they, they lay out the map. They say, we're going to send troops in from here and sky in from here. And then, then they have like test runs over at some, you know, some field somewhere to make sure they're dropping the bomb straight. And then, you know, then we're, we're ready to go. The same is true with what we're doing here. If you go in with a plan, if you're very intentional about doing this, all of a sudden, these chamber events 
seem less like a waste of time and more like grand opportunities to expand your influence. And indeed, that's why I call it, call it winning the room. Uh, I'm, I think it's an opportunity for everybody that's in there. And I look at it as a, a fun experience. And so many people don't. So many people I go into the room, whatever room it is, and whoever it might be meeting there, and a lot of the people are talking uh, to their employees that are in there, uh, or to their family that's in there, are sitting at a table, uh, five, six, seven, eight people around a table talking to each other and denying the fact that there are uh, 20, 30, 40, 60, 100 other people in the room. Mm -hmm. and. And one of the things I share with uh, people about that is that everybody else is in the same boat. They feel that way, kind of, right. one degree or another. And so they're going to welcome someone like you that's coming up with a smile on your face and a hand uh, held out for a handshake and say, Hi, I'm Jerry. Who are you? And what do you do? It's, it's amazing how that will uh, lighten the, uh, the, the atmosphere and get people involved and uh, what they, cause they want to share and they need somebody to help them come loosen up a little bit. And that's not with a drink, loosen up. <laughs> right. And that's a whole nother thing about well, how, how do you walk around the room with a drink in your hand and a little plate and meet people and you can't shake hands and you can't do this, can't do that. It's a fun uh, seminar. If you want to talk about winning the room, um, which if you believe you are the product, if you believe that they got to like me first, they got to trust me first, they've got to believe in me first before they, whatever my service might be, then you, you understand, okay, I got to take this product called me out into the marketplace and I got to, I got to use the opportunity, not just walk in and stand up against the wall. Uh, I told, uh, give this seminar all the time and there went to a, a meeting and there were the, the guys standing up against the wall. <laughs> it reminded me of the, I don't know what grade I was in. We, the girls would stand on one side, the guys would stand on the other side of the room, and, and nobody would dare walk across and uh, be embarrassed when the girl says no. any rate, so up against this wall, uh, this one guy is wearing a, a, a big straw hat, looked like a rancher, look really you know professional something off the tv shows mm -hmm. uh type of thing and this other guy's standing next to him and i'm just walking down the wall shaking hands with everybody and uh these two guys began to talk to each other after i went by <laughs> them and it turned it turned out one said the cowboy said to the other guy in a suit what do you do and that guy said i'm an attorney and the cowboy said really i need one <laughs> And that was another attorney said he had heard about the story and knew uh, the attorney involved and that that really was a true story and it worked very well. And it was just because that you lighten up a little bit and, and um, sell yourself. Who are you and why are you wearing a hat? Which is probably a cool question for the guy wearing the hat because so, that's what he wants to do. He right. wants to get attention, if you will, uh, and maybe, oh, I got a thousand cattle up in the, oh, there and I got – acres and acres and whatever it might be. And I need a lawyer. Well, I'm, I'm a lawyer. Let's talk. You know, this reminds me of um, a couple things. First off, over the last several weeks, we've talked about setting yourself apart. Yes. You know, that the bar is really kind of low 
in customer service and, and actually in just about every aspect of business, the bar is really low because we've all gotten way too comfortable or maybe way too uncomfortable to really put ourselves out there. So if you're the person that is breaking the ice throughout the entire room, you start being seen as this person with a lot of confidence. And if you have a lot of confidence, then you have a lot of competence. And if you have a lot of competence, I, I really want to hire you to, to, to do what you do for me. The other thing I think about, and I've been at these networking events where nobody's talking to each other and it's just really kind of a dull room. And it reminds me of a wedding reception where the band strikes up and the dance floor is empty. And everybody's just kind of sitting around looking at each other. The, the, the band doesn't know what to do. The, the, the people don't know what to do. And then all of a sudden, this one couple, adult beverages may have been involved, but this uh, one, one couple will come in and they'll start dancing right in the center of this empty dance floor. And after them, then another couple and then another couple. And before you know it, the entire dance floor is full with people. And then they're all having a great time. But guess what? It was that first couple that broke the ice and made everything happen. And that first couple will always be seen as the fun couple at the reception. The same is true when you're the person who is breaking the ice and being the friendly and being the, uh, I guess, the proactive networker at the event. You're going out, you're meeting the people, you're, you're putting yourself out there. And people will watch you. They'll watch it and they'll notice, hey, you know, Jerry went to five different people in the last 20 minutes. He talked to that one guy. Hey, I know that guy. He's the head of XYZ Corporation, you know, big company in town. And he talked to Jerry for the last 20 minutes. I mean, Jerry's probably going to get some business out of him or whatever. You see that and, and, and people start looking to you for that. You become, you know, for lack of a better term, a leader in that circle. And, and it really does pay dividends beyond the, the relationships you're building face to face. You're actually influencing all around the room. Well, I hadn't thought about that, but I think you're absolutely right because we're all watching. Mm -hmm. We're all looking at everybody in the, uh, in the group, in the, uh, in the meeting room, whatever, whatever it might be. But let me get, get something. Let's go back a little bit. Okay. Plan, prepare and practice yes i tell sales people business people all the time athletes know this military people know this you don't practice on the competitor you don't practice <laughs> on the uh, on the client you don't practice on the people that you're wanting to sell you practice back at the ranch so to speak back at your, your office you think about what is it i'm going to say what do i want to say and write it down and then practice it and maybe even practice it on your cell phone, practice it on a, another, another recording device or ask a friend to come in and say, let me tell you what I do. And you have to get over that and get good at that. We all know those people that we meet and we're going, wow, they really made a great impression. Why? Because they have figured out what they want to say, how they want to say it. They figured out what questions they want to ask and how they want to uh, want to achieve this connection with somebody else that could mean business for them. And they're everywhere. You never know. I, I tell people about in their offices and such that you never know who might be coming through the front door. You never know who might be on the phone when you pick it up and say, X, Y, Z. And you might as well be saying, why are you bothering me? Don't you know it's five minutes to five and I'm going to leave here any minute now? Uh, things like that. <clears throat> that 
you never know who you're going to meet. I remember one evening at a local ho uh, hotel, and it was a chamber event, and by golly, the second person I shook hands with said, what do you do? And I said, he said, I think I want to hire you. And he did. Wow. It was just like that. And, and I started figuring up the amount of money that I have uh, – gross dollars that I have gotten by just being someplace, going out there. I could have been at home relaxing with an adult beverage, uh, watching TV. Uh, and what, how's that going to help my, my business? And I said to salespeople, okay, where's the meetings? There's gotta be some meetings. Let's, let's all go. And, oh, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm scared. I'm whatever. <laughs> and why are you scared? Because they haven't thought about how to do it, how to be prepared. We'll take away the, the fear or the anxiety uh from uh, everybody that and so you can perform and you can and be good at, at what you do and sell sell yourself sell your company uh and so many times you know what the company is but nobody else does one of the big radio companies i worked for is is not in the market so i'll use their name and people would would say ask my sales people what do you do oh i'm a salesperson for great empire and you could see their face go What's Great Empire? Isn't that one of those uh, te uh, Texas uh, TV shows? No, no, JR, don't, no. They make the JR. Uh, they, they make the carpeting that I see on yeah. the, on TV all the time. Yeah, you know, it just it's yeah. And what the hell is is Great Empire? Uh, and what the what the heck is anything else unless you have it ex be able to explain it in terms that will impact the person you're talking to? It's it's just like practicing your presentation to somebody. Plan, prepare, and practice. Remember the three Ps. It'll irritate the heck out of your employees, out of your, especially salespeople, because they want to, let me out of here. I want to shoot from the hip. I'm a really good salesperson. I want to go out there and I want to do, let me out of here. I'm just excited. And you said, what are you going to do? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to give him me. I'm going to, I'm going to really <laughs> rock him over and uh, ask for the big order. Well, how do you ask for the big order? Well, I have, what, is it, what happens when the salesperson or the client says, oh, that's too much money? What are you going to say? Right. Uh, I haven't know. thought about what do you, what do, hey, you haven't thought about what you want to say to somebody if they um, come. There's always going to be a comeback from a client or from <coughs> someone you're meeting uh, on the elevator uh, speech, if you will. What are you going to say? And I've caught myself so many times wasting the elevator ride mm -hmm. i have ridden down the elevator and found myself staring at the floor or sometimes when they have a very exotic uh, uh device up there that's going nine eight seven you know it's each you're watching down, it. i'm going wing and i'm bobbing up and down <laughs> and i look around at everybody else we're all staring at the the gizmo on the wall or staring at the floor we don't look want to look at each other when the business is there across the elevator car yeah let's go into that for just a second because we all have clients i don't care if the, if if you're business to consumer or if you're business to business there are all, there are always people that you're trying to do business with and sometimes those people are hard to get to in business to business for instance in in, in our sales business we, half of our battle or maybe even two-thirds of the battle is getting to the decision maker and yet there are these networking opportunities where the decision maker is right there 15 feet away at another table or grabbing a drink or, or whatever 
and you have the opportunity in a non-sales environment to sell, to, to, to introduce yourself, to, to set yourself apart to where you might get the appointment or you might get, you know, his ear for just a few seconds. And it makes all the difference. I can't tell you how many times that I would hit a, a brick wall time and time and time again, trying to see somebody. I mean, call them on the phone, set up an appointment, drop by, whatever. Can't get a hold of them, can't get anything out of them. And then I run into them at a chamber function. And I get to talk to them for a few minutes. And I end the conversation with, do you mind if I call you tomorrow? Or do you mind if I call you first of next week? No, no, go ahead, go ahead. And when I do, then I get the phone call back. Or then I do... I get put through to that person instead of, you know, I'm sorry, he's unavailable. That's important. You can close more sales when you have the opportunity to make an attempt at closing a sale. You know, 100% of the sales that you don't close are the ones you don't make. And, and getting to that person. So we shouldn't look at these opportunities as yet another thing on my busy schedule. We shouldn't look at them as, oh, Lord, you know, I only work nine to five. You know, this is my time you're talking about here. No, this is this is the time for you to really grow some things. And if you do the three P's, plan, prepare and practice, not only is it easier for you, it's more yes. effective for the client. Well, if you if we uh, determine that how much we can gain from selling ourselves, that it, uh, it becomes easier to say, what do I do? How do I do this? And I think of the steps of one, two, three, four. If I'm going to this, this room with these people, how am I going to dress? What am I going to say? What am I going to do? What happens when there's a big table of food and drinks? Do I partake? How do I do that? How do I stand? How do I interrupt two people that are talking? I get that one all the time. Oh, my gosh, I don't want to interrupt anybody. I don't want to disturb anybody that's eating or, or whatever it might be. And if you think about the steps like riding a bicycle or driving a car, one, two, three, four, I'm going to do these things and come prepared like I'm going to bring my business cards yes. with me. And believe it or not, we still have business cards. I think maybe even more so today it's more important uh, than it has been to have a good business card, well-designed, and then to have them, so many times I've said, can I have your business card? And they go, oh, they're slapping their pockets. And, and or the I, I've been guilty of that. Or the lady, yeah. And I have fun with this. And you ladies just, I, I think you can chuckle. But I can see the woman say, well, just a second. And picking the purse up and setting it down here on the table. And then they're, they're <laughs> lifting stuff out and, and, and trying to find, just a second. I'm going to get it. They're here right now. Or I'm going to come around. I'll find you and I'll give you one. The best, uh, this lady, I happened to see her walking in. She locked her purse in her car, so she had both uh, hands free mm -hmm. and didn't have to carry the purse, had her business cards in one hand, and would met me and uh, asked for my business card and had a deck like a, a deck of, uh, of uh, playing cards, and he put my card, looked at it, put it on the bottom, just peeled hers off the top. <laughs> and she, was just, she just had this system put together, and I'm sorry, ladies. You don't have a lot of pockets. Men, we have a lot of them. We can store we those We have things. no excuse. We have no excuse. Ladies, you have to find out how you're going to do this and be ready to do it. You only have one chance for that. The great line is you only get one chance. You don't, do, you don't get a second chance to make the first impression. Yes. 
And part of that is, uh, wait a minute, while I slap myself my, my pockets while I'm trying to look for a business card. Uh, yeah, what is it, if you think about it, getting to the first impression, how different does it look to that person that you've just met if you're prepared, you know what you're talking about, and your business card is readily available as opposed to the person who stumbles over their words and pats themselves down trying to find a business card. It tells me that you may be disorganized, that you may be not as competent as I would like. You know, everything you do and everything you don't do sends a message. Communication is not only verbal, it's it's everything. And, and you're painting a picture in that small time frame of you, your company, your product, and can I trust you? And, and being prepared this some people may say well well that that sounds like it would be contrived you know i'll just be acting or something no you're prepared it's different it's still your story only you can tell your story your way you're not telling somebody else's story and acting it out on their behalf you're telling your story and so even though you're writing it down, even though you're practicing it, it's still your story. You become just as passionate about it. You become just as, as engaged about it because it is your story. You've just taken the time and people appreciate the fact that you've taken the time to be prepared for this meeting. Exactly. And, and that takes a little planning to think, okay, I'm going to go to this meeting. What's it, what's it all about? Who is giving the meeting? Who is giving the program? Where do I stand? Who am I looking for, if anybody? And then, above all, keep moving. I find myself if I that I keep moving around the room, I end up back at the same spot I started out at, and there's people standing right there that I left, that I met the first when I first came in the room, <laughs> and they have gone nowhere and have not met anybody else. And I find these other people that I'm running into say, "Hey, thanks for coming over. I don't know anybody here." And uh, I'm, I'm glad to meet you, and I appreciate you. Uh, I, I want to make a great impression. That is my goal. I want to mm -hmm. meet people, influence people, get them to remember me. I want to stand out from the crowd. I want to be someone that they think, they think back on the meeting and think, yeah, I met. And I run into people all the time and say, didn't I meet you at? And yeah, and I, then I go, right on, Jerry. You, you did the job. You have met these people. They remember that you were there. You had your business cards right here in your pocket, and you had a pen to write down on their business card. I want to call this guy. That's all import important in winning the room is after the meeting is over. The next morning, you go. You have all these business cards that you've collected, mm -hmm. and I take them out and put them on my desk, and I say, that guy, I need to write a note. And I'm big on thank you notes. And so I'm hi, Jerry, met you last night at the whatever it was, and look forward to helping you and uh, something else to set me apart from uh, – the other folks, or I say, call them right away. They said they were interested in, in talking more, so I'm gonna call them and say, yeah, I met you last night. And if I wait a week, they're going, who are you? Right. I can't remember back it's a week. It's gotta still be fresh on their memory. Right, exactly. So I have this plan, I got all these steps, one, two, three, four, that I wanna put to work and put to work each time, uh, each time I get on an elevator or each time I go to a meeting and I look for the opportunity to go to the meeting. I look for the meetings. I, I look for the chance to meet people and to see if I can't find somebody that is interested in my products or services or that I can help them find whatever they might be looking for. So if we were to bring all of this back to center from where we started this podcast to right now, I think we could sum it up in the phrase, winning the room means 
business. Does. It does. Amen. If you go in and you have planned and prepared and even practiced. There you go. All right. This will do it for this episode of the Biz Tools Podcast. We hope you found information today useful for your business. If you have any questions, please post them in the comments section of our show notes. We'll do our best to answer them. Remember that the show notes for this and all of our episodes are located at biztoolspodcast.com. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. We'd love for you to rate our podcast on iTunes and on Stitcher so that more people will know about it. You can do that at www.biztoolspodcast.com forward slash iTunes or the same thing, biztoolspodcast.com forward slash Stitcher. We would really appreciate your feedback. Until next time, remember, applied knowledge is power. Go be the leader you were always meant to be. Thank you very much for listening. So long, everyone. <laughs>